Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Girl, Did You Watch? I'm Maddie. And I'm Cindy. And we're your hosts. We're so excited to be here. Episode two of season two. Lucky number two. Derek Jeter wore number two. He sure did. Favorite Yankee. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you? Well, I'm a little tired, but you know, I feel like that kind of comes with a territory of trying to get outside to like walk more when I haven't walked in ages. So in a hundred degree weather, I, I'm sure in the heat. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like I sometimes when I say I'm tired, I know that we all have our own tired. But when I talk to you, I'm like, I can't. I feel like sometimes I shouldn't say I'm tired. <laughs> Not that I shouldn't <laughs> say I just know that you're tired is just a whole nother level. So I'm like, at least I can catch up on sleep. Like I just, <laughs> you know, I know that you don't always have that luxury. I know. I know. I have not been able to catch up on sleep in a while. Um, but no, girl, judgment free zone. Everyone's <laughs> definition of tired is different. So I totally get it. And when people say they're tired, I'm just reminded of my own fatigue. And I'm like, yeah, girl, same. I'm glad that we're both tired. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, just in case. right. Totally. So great to record with you today. I'm really excited because we haven't talked in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, life's been crazy. Outside is open up again and it's summertime. So last time we talked, we were able to recap the Friends HBO Max special, which was so awesome. And today we are going to do twofold recaps, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to really quickly recap the season finale of Grey's Anatomy, another one of our true loves. You guys are just getting to know about all of the weird things that connect Maddie and I on such deep levels. (laughs) Enter Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) So true. Such a strange, strange level. So different from friends. I know. I know. So, okay. So girl, Obviously, you watched Grey's Anatomy season finale, and I'm pretty sure you binged, right? Did you binge the last two or three episodes? Yeah, I I binged the last three episodes. So it's kind of is a mesh in my mind, similar to like you were saying, the days of the week that (laughs) there it's just kind of all one thing. Um, I feel like even... Yeah, since I had kind of taken a hiatus, I'm honestly still trying to remember everything that happened because I think a lot kind of did happen. There were definitely moments where I was like, shit, I forgot that, you know, DeLuca died. So the episode that you started watching, so Maddie took my advice. She skipped one week and then I said, girl, just wait until the finale and binge watch them all together because they were kind of lackluster, honestly. Like, so the, the one that you watched was the Jackson goodbye Right. Yeah. So that was like brand new information to me. I didn't realize he was going to be written off the show because all the media was talking about Ellen Pompeo's contract renewal. So this kind of just like went under the wire and they wrote him off and beautifully because he's able to come back if he wants to in the future. Yeah, I do appreciate that. I was thinking about that because I've kind of I've been rewatching Grey's Anatomy from the beginning. So I just keep thinking about how many people we've lost through either death on the show or just like disappearance like Alex Karev, which I still have a problem with that. Um, That write off. I still, you know, Cindy, 
Cindy heard my long uh, rant about that. But so I was very appreciative. I felt like they set it up pretty well. Like you said, he has an opportunity to come back. I had no idea. I don't really keep my ear to the ground on this kind of stuff. Um, I, I didn't. I thought that there might be an, a chance that he wasn't going to come back only because he's been doing so many other things. What I thought was really interesting was that in the show, he kind of has like this epiphany, right? That he's feels like he needs to do more specifically because there's COVID and they focus on um, a the lot BLM. of like, the BLM yeah. mm-hmm, of 2020. That's one thing that I do really love about Grey's Anatomy is that they can be very timely with their topics and they're very um, upfront about their position on these, um, you know, these points of view in America that, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, a large majority face. So I thought it was really um, appropriate for him to kind of like have this epiphany and feel like he needs to make changes. And also because the actor Jesse Williams does so much um, advocacy work and he does speak up on a lot of these issues in his personal life so I just thought it really went like really well hand in hand for him so was, I am glad and like you said there's not an opportunity for him to come back although I still feel like they leave that door open for Christina um, to come back and I keep always seeing our like text messages that pop up through a screen once in a while I'm still waiting for her to hit the, hit my screen again with Meredith but uh yeah, so that was uh it's sad because, you know, who doesn't like to look at Dr. Avery, you know, every week, but um I'm I don't know. Hopefully he'll come back at some point. Yeah, I hope so. He's so interesting to look at. So, I mean, just for the views, bring him back. Yeah. Um I was really disappointed that they wrote him off because I just love his storyline. I really wanted to see where they were going to take it with Joe. Um, but you know, we never explored that. I did like how they also left the door open or a window cracked for April to possibly come back because they leave together. So, you know, they would be a package somehow, ideally, you know, or if not, they could eventually write her back in. I'm also talking like Ellen Pompeo is going to be doing this show for the next 25 years, you know? So, I don't know, maybe he'll get a spinoff of his own show. Again, he's so interesting to look at that. (laughs) Why not? Okay, also quick digression. So in real life, you know who his girlfriend is? No. Okay, she's been in other things and I I truthfully can't remember and she's gorgeous and I can't remember her name either from my girl did you know because I wrote (laughs) it down in a text message that I was going to send to you and then I deleted the name um you know how I just send you random things to remind me to tell you later (laughs) yes yeah and I have like them floating in my memory I'm like I keep meaning to ask you I know I'm so weird anyway so (laughs) her remember last year on Twitter where this woman broke down this whole thread of when she went to Miami to strip for the weekend with her girlfriend yes 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 so 
his girlfriend in real life is playing that girl in a movie that's set to come out this summer. Okay. I know. Yes. So I couldn't remember if I had sent you um a preview of that movie. And I I I have a vague recollect recollection of this. Like I think it was like a BuzzFeed list, you know, that broke it down for me or whatever. But I had no idea they were making a movie of this. So it's definitely gonna be on our girl. Did you watch episode one? It comes up because it was a wild story. I can't wait to see how they've like done it in in film form. But wait, I had no idea. Okay, so I have to look up up this because I knew that he was married at one point, and he, I think, him and his wife had a pretty like um yeah. difficult divorce. divorce. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it was pretty. But um, all right. So okay, good to know. Have to follow her. See what's going on with all him. Right, so that was one of my digressions. All in all, I am sad in that Jackson is leaving, but. Mm-hmm. You know, it was well done. And then, so that was that first, the third episode, the third to last episode, right? right? Mm -hmm. And then the next episode, they kind of like do the whole, you know, Gray, are you coming back to the hospital? Are you coming back? And then I don't watch Station 19, but Bailey's husband is on it. And Bailey has had a really large, like, um, role on Station 19 mm-hmm. and they only kind of touch up on it in Grey's and the only reason I know this is because I watched Grey's one night and my DVR kept recording Station 19 so I ended up like watching one of the episodes oh, by nice. accident <laughs> an accident <laughs> I hate those crossovers by the way <laughs> no I know I can't stand them anyway um and so like she's been struggling her husband had cancer and then he you know they were able to you know get it out and so she had to take a leave of absence so that's why she was able to go visit gray all those times at the house which we didn't know about and then the final episode they do like the whole monthly you know they do april 2020 you know how they do the skipping of the months do you remember that on that episode you on to be honest on the final by the finale i think i was so over it <laughs> like was half paying attention so the last episode was it focused really on girly and gray goes back to work and she's oh, like the great. new teacher and she's not doing things the way that you know dr bailey used to do them and the way that dr weber used to do them and bailey's really pissed off about it mm-hmm. and you know gray had this huge epiphany i do want to say that I like how they're leaving the door open for the Irish guy because I really like him. He's good to look at too, actually. Oh, okay. Yes. I can't remember. Wow. Terrible names. Um, I know. He's a newbie to me. If he's not a Mick, can we call him Mick Irish? Let's just call him Mick Irish. Yeah. Also, do you remember that just gave me a great callback to one of the first seasons where there's a, there was this older woman who basically like didn't want to leave the hospital and George was supposed to look after her and get her discharge and he would call, she would call him Irish. <laughs> oh my gosh. So cute. I miss George. Um, Yes, I do like that. I'm open for Gray to have like a normal relationship. I don't think, I mean, not that her relationship with DeLuca wasn't normal. I just think there was a lot of other things like surrounding it, like the age difference. And, you know, he, this man has kids. Like he's all. I don't think you mean to say normal. I think you mean to say like more Acceptable? like age appropriate, but not even age, more life appropriate. Yeah. They're both just widows. They, were a they different both have kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're kind of more on the same page, more or less. I think her and DeLuca made sense for what it was. I think DeLuca was a great guy. Sadly, we lost him as well this season. Like just death left and right and like 
characters being lost. Um, so yeah, I do. I agree. I really like his character and I feel like, um, this new guy, he hasn't done, he just seems like a decent guy. He doesn't, he hasn't done anything like too crazy. He advocates for his patients and he seems like he's like a good shoulder for the other, um, doctors to lean on. Yeah. I Um, like him a lot too. Um, then go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, what did you, how do you feel about, um, Owen and Teddy? Yeah, Owen and Teddy to me are supporting actors, and I don't really care for their storyline. I, I think agree. that it's good for like their family, mm. but I they're supporting actors to me. I don't I don't care for their storyline at all. They're not compelling. I think that Amelia is way more compelling than yeah. the other two. Um, so let's talk about Amelia's story. And I feel so bad because you know Link just doesn't get it, and Link is such a sweetheart. I can't mm-hmm. imagine you know, everything that she is grappling with. And he bought like four different engagement rings. I know. And I think he just wants to make it work so badly, which is 100% understandable. Because like you said, he's a good guy. He really loves her. They have a kid together now. And they've just been living in this quarantined family life. And as many of us know, being in quarantine, you're, you know, really reevaluating what's important to you. And I think he obviously realized that very quickly that Amelia was the one for him. I mean, he kind of already knew that, but he wanted to actually come out. I mean, now that I think about it, like we're sitting here kind of defending Link, but like also Link is not understanding Amelia. Like she said to him before, I don't want to get married. And then they haven't talked about it at all. Remember when Joe asked him and she's like, okay, you know, so, like, also, Link, you are a doctor. <laughs> what do you mean when you say that, that Link Link is a doctor? Like, what do you mean? Like, he should get it. He should understand what Amelia is going through or at least trying to say to him. Yeah. Like, he's seen a, what athletes go through when they're depressed and how they get, you know, mm. and they're addicted to a sport. She had a substance abuse problem that she can't have. And now she's a mom and you want her to be a mom again. You know, like... Maybe it's because I'm a mom. I don't know. I just, I empathize a lot with Amelia. And I feel like if he loved her the way that he says that he loved her, he would put her feelings first and wait until she's ready to marry him. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, no. And it almost feels like I, he's overbearing with it. It's just too much. Four rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I, I no, I agree. I think like, you know, she they did I honestly kind of forgot about the discussion about marriage because it just seems like, you know, they were not I don't want to say playing house, like obviously they were raising kids, but like it to me in their minds they had decided like this was the life that they were living at least day by day, right? Like that they were together, they have a kid, they're still that she's like still waiting on her sister basically to get out of the hospital. There's a pandemic that they're living through. She's fighting addiction every single day. That's not a fight that you just give up, you know, like that you're just done with and you're just automatically cured. And she had feelings about this. And like with or without all of those things, if somebody, man, woman, whatever, whoever your partner is, is telling you, I'm not sure about marriage and I don't want another kid. And then they also, cause let's not forget, Wink decided to basically say he would help Joe out with this fostering and situation. And baby. 
adopted this baby just so and I get it you want to be there for your friend as well but that's to me that was like a huge red flag as well like again it seems like Link is just trying to be he's trying to be a good friend to his friend he wants to marry the love of his life but he's just not like paying attention you know we all want a lot of things in life that we cannot get and that's I mean that's the biggest thing with relationships right is like compromise like meet me halfway or let's talk this out let's give it a minute you don't just bring this your kid's foster baby on me because you're she's going through something that's the other thing like you don't propose Joe is just to me at my sister's wedding that's so tacky <laughs> so tacky I well, rue the day for anybody <laughs> that, that's gonna, if I ever get married, that's gonna get proposed at my wedding. Like, also, just I think as somebody being proposed to, like, don't do that either. Like, I would want my own day. Like, don't, you know, don't rain on anybody else's parade kind of thing. So, it was just all a lot of bad decisions on Link's part. So, it'll, I think they're obviously setting up for major, major conflict next season. I agree. Between them. I agree. There's definitely a breakup brewing there. I think that, mm -hmm. you know, Owen and Teddy will get married. Joe's got her baby ordeal. I think there'll be more drama there because she must have put that she was with Link. And so Link is probably going to have to move in there with them. It's going to be weird. And then Jackson's out. I don't know what's going on with Bailey and her husband. I don't know what they'll bring in, but they made it seem like there's going to be that drama with what's his face because Joe sold her shares of the hospital to him. McAnnoying, because I don't remember his name. The yeah. one that Teddy cheated on, um, Karasik. Karasik, yeah. And so there's maybe that little thing going on there. I think the hot topic is obviously Gray. I texted you this, or I think I said it to you on FaceTime, the big spoiler of like, you know, how they closed the season with her saying to Girlie, I'm still here, which I thought was just mm -hmm. so poetic, so well done. Um, so yay, season 18, I can't wait. It really is so, so wild. And let me tell you, so again, rewatching, it's just amazing. Just how again, young how many she was, right? How many, yeah, how young she was. And I've definitely read articles and, you know, in interviews and listened to, um, I pretty almost a hundred percent sure she was on, um, Dak Shepard's podcast at one point. Yeah. And she was saying, she was like, you know, obviously a lot of people go into Hollywood thinking maybe I can get on a TV show, but like kind of the, a huge goal for so many of them is to be on the big screen. And it, took her a couple seasons and then she realized she's like there's no chance of that so let me go full throttle into yep. this I mean it is named after her character so she had a pretty yeah. good chance of like being I there mean, but she really point, owned she, it I mean at one point she was the highest paid actress on TV so yeah. or the highest paid actor like on TV so mm -hmm. she did that and again she's like 43 now <laughs> Yeah, she's, yeah, she's, and now, you know, I think also like lots of directing and produ producing and yeah. like actually taking ownership of it. So, um, and she said that she owes a lot of that to Shanta. Um, yeah. so that's, it was, it's always amazing to hear her talk. Um, and I just, I think about that a lot now. I think again, also because I've been watching the beginning, so you can see the age differences mm -hmm. in all of them, like, you know, and they've all aged very gracefully, but it's just a, wild to see how many seasons it's been and how 
far they've come. Like Owen's now been in it for like a season. So he joined in like season five. I didn't even realize. I kept thinking it was so much later for some reason. Oh, but yeah. he's been in there for a minute. He has been in there for a minute. I always thought he was like a newer guy too. That's so funny. Yeah, I watched. So right after the Jackson one on live TV, they also gave like the throwback episode. Oh, Mally was in it. And it was so nostalgic. What else? Catherine mm-hmm. Heigl was in it. It was the one where they had just slept together. Like the two part oh. one where Catherine Heigl had just slept with Karev. And it was the finale of where Meredith and Derek broke up because he picked Addison and then the bomb exploded at the end of the season. Yeah. At the hospital. Yeah, it was that throwback. Mm -hmm. And he's like, where is she? Where is she? And she's like, I'm right here. And he's like, that's not the she she was he was talking about. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Huge digression. Only true Grey's Anatomy fans will even know what we're talking about here. Oh, my God. Sorry, guys. We might edit that out, too. But the point is, she's back for another season, and I can't wait. I think those are the big things to look forward to for next year is that she's going to blow up the teaching program. Like, Bailey and Weber are not going to like how she's going to do things. And I think she's going to get romantical with McIrish. Yeah, I do. So I definitely see her and McIrish are gonna have something romantic hopefully long-standing because again I think that they're both ready for it I think they both have like kind of older-ish kids not babies I think they'll I think they'll be good together and they don't have to get too serious too soon um we can watch it you know slow burn um but I do I think that like towards the end of this episode though didn't Bailey basically tell her that she was fired from her from her role as like the lead the leader of the program and gray honestly looked a little happy um so i was just i think i don't know if she took on the assignment because she just wanted to see what it was like and then realized again how much she misses like being in the or you know she's like actually wanting to be in surgery and not really like you know being the lead on some um the intern program Mm-hmm. That's an interesting theory. I think, you know, remember she did the surgery on Girly and got a lightheaded and then had to like take the pause. So I think like she wasn't medically mm-hmm. cleared to do surgery. Mm-hmm. And, and then she was like scared when she was cleared to go back and Girly gave her the courage. And I thought it was her that had asked Bailey to do that because that would be like her way back in. And Bailey needed like doctors for this internship thing. But maybe I need to go back mm. and rewatch it. I don't remember her being <laughs> fired at the end of it. I remember yeah. her still being there. And but maybe I think it would be like a good um if you will, third part of like what the Grey's Anatomy series as a whole, you know, coming full circle, starting as an intern and then closing out the series as like one of the master teachers chief teacher for sure yeah for sure definitely full circle and i think they kind of alluded to that like how much bailey wasn't obviously an influence on her and all the rest of the interns and you know she was like you know kind of like their mother hen and the all-knowing and she taught them so much about themselves not just professionally but personally so i think 
um, yeah, it could definitely be full circle. And I could see that. I like, I do wonder how much they'll use, you know, maybe the side effects of COVID. Like she was in that, you know, she was suffering from COVID for such a long time. And as we know, there's some very long-term or what we know of some possible long-term side effects of COVID. So I just wonder how much those will play in. Like you were saying, maybe she'll can't do the surgeries like she wants to. So she'll have to figure out another way to contribute to the teachings and learnings and everything else that she can contribute to at that, uh, at the hospital. I will be interested to see, I can't, it's so interesting to see them walk around with those little, um, space suit helmets on. I think they're cool, but I'm like ready for them to not. I think also I told you this in the beginning of this season, like I kind of appreciate that they get so timely with their episodes, but the beginning of the season, they obviously had to acknowledge COVID and it was extremely intense. And I think just obviously hit really close to home for everybody. I was almost taken back. I didn't know if I could continue to watch because I was like, we just went through these news cycles at the beginning of the year. And now we have to basically relive it through a TV show, which we're trying to basically escape, you know, reality. <laughs> and it's still, it's still the reality on Grey's, which again, I totally get it because they're a medical drama. So you can't not talk about it, but it was just a lot. So it'll be interesting to see how they continue to play into it. But yeah, I agree. I, that was, it was, I mean, the season was a great season all in all, right? They were like super current, super relevant. And because of this unfortunate event, they were able to bring back so many old stars from the show. And like, Mm -hmm. You know, really yeah. re-explored the old Grey who was, like, obsessed with dying. Remember? She, like, used yeah. to almost try to be suicidal. So I also thought it was, like, cool and nostalgic in that way, artistically, I guess. But I, I mm -hmm. really, I, I love the series as a whole. I know some people think it's weird. I think true Grey's Anatomy fans totally understand it. I also have no interest in ever becoming a doctor at all. And I actually hate hospitals. So it's really weird that I even like Grey's Anatomy. But <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I just I cannot get enough. I know. Well, I think most of it is just like the characters again, like you the just, they have, um, so compelling. you know, yeah, the storylines again, which is why first oh, for a huge and chunks of seasons, I w would get very annoyed with them because they would have a lot of people in and out and just like almost like nonsense storylines. Again, I'm just such a loyalist and I'm like, I just want to stick to the original crew. But, um, you know, which we still have a few a few folks left. But um, it's definitely the storylines. I agree. I'm not a fan of hospitals. I would never want to be a doctor. I did for like five seconds when I was a kid, I think. And then I realized you might have to be around blood. And I said, hard pass on that. And um, I do always think, though, um, you know, if I were in an accident, God forbid, knock on wood, um, I would want to go to uh, Gray's. You know, like I would need Gray to be my doctor. Me too. I only want Harper Avery recipients to perform any type of medical surgery on me. Yeah. 
Yeah. And they could even, yeah, like remove a bomb for me if needed, but like it would need to be them, you know, like (laughs) I can't have anybody else doing that. So girl, did you watch In the Heights? Obviously I watched it (laughs) right when it released. (laughs) I had a summer Friday and it was a little rainy here. So I was like, you know what? Perfect timing. Oh, that's so nice. (laughs) Oh my god, I yeah. totally blanked on you having that summer Friday. That's why when you were like, I'm about to watch, I was like, oh, okay. I totally <laughs> forgot. Really pushing, That's so crazy. Really pushing the envelope. Yeah, this whole working like, from oh, home okay. thing. I guess it is a musical, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> no, you know, I had to focus on it. Okay, so overall impressions. So I really enjoyed it. I wasn't sure what to expect from what I kind of knew about it. I was in my head like, what's not to love? I really enjoyed Hamilton, which I was surprised at. Um, I enjoy musicals when I like the music, which sounds silly, like obviously, but I'm just not, I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I feel like some musical musicals can be a little lame. Um, so it kind of just depends, which I thought Hamilton would be. And because I enjoyed Hamilton so much, I was like, all right, so I should enjoy this. Also, like I thoroughly enjoy anything that is about or is shot in New York City because I'm obsessed with this place. So I felt like that was, you know, I was like, again, it's a win win. Um, so overall, I really liked it. I thought the music was really great. I thought a lot of it was well done. Um, so overall, I I enjoyed myself while watching it. How about you? Oh, my God. I loved it. I could not get enough of it. It was so good. It was so nostalgic for me. It hit really close to home, obviously. Mm -hmm. I am from the Bronx. My cousins all live in the Heights, like literally down Mm -hmm. the street from where they fake shot this video. You know, the the scenes. Right. So it was just, you know, I'm first generation to graduate from college. And so it was just everything, all of it. I could have been Nina. So it was just like, wow, this was so well done. I love the music. I thought the cast was just phenomenal. That guy, whatever his Usnavi, I can't, I can't remember his real name. He's in um, She's Gotta Have It, the Spike Lee remake joint on Netflix. And he's just oh. such a versatile actor. Like from going to that to this and singing and dancing and speaking in Spanish and acting, it's just, he is like so impressive. I'm like, wow. He's And he's so young. So I'm really excited for his career to take off. Like, hopefully this is his big breakout thing. Well, he was in Hamilton. Oh, he was? I didn't know that. No. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. He was in the She's Got the Spike Lee joint. That's where I know him from. <laughs> yeah. But he also, like, this was obviously such a huge role. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, he was the star. So, he starred in this, and he was one of the stars. Yeah. And she's got to have it. So that's why okay. you know he was. Yeah. I, so watch that on Netflix because it's really good. He's really cute on it. And again, when you see him go from that to this, you're just like, okay, yeah, he's he's legit. He's hopefully he's gonna keep getting. Yeah, he's hopefully gonna keep getting gigs, and we'll keep seeing more of him. And I was also really impressed that everyone else wasn't. I mean, I didn't know the girls. Vanessa, Nina, I didn't know them from other things that they have done. Mm-hmm. I know the guy, Benny, the black guy, he was in um, 
I forget what else he I saw him in. But he's he was a familiar in Straight face. Out of Compton. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That. Okay. Which I actually never saw. I just read like a fun fact about that. So oh. I have still never seen Straight Out of Compton. But he was also yeah he was in that. But he was in something else too. He, he'd been in other yeah. things. Yeah, for sure. Because um, he also looked familiar to me. But Nina's dad is like a super famous Hispanic soap opera actor. So I was like, yes, like he's a papi shampoo. You see him? He's all good looking. <laughs> um, He's also been in his fair share of just like, yeah, American shows and films. And then it was like a whole like Orange is the New Black sidekick uh, hair salon crew. (laughs) Yeah. So the one thing that like um, I wanted to get your thoughts on this because, you know, so it was kind of like twofold for me. And then I guess it comes in like a whole nother aspect, which I've been reading up on since the release. But so when I first saw those characters, the hair salon characters, um, honestly, a part of me cringed a little only because it seemed like they were trying to portray a very like stereotypical, like an Americanized idea of how Hispanic women or Latina women are mm-hmm. and that they, you know, like it was just it seems like a bit um I don't even know if this is the right word but like a bit gauche like just a bit extra Mm -hmm. and overdone instead of I'm like okay yes obviously there's extra people everywhere like white people black people brown people you know what I mean but I I was just like I feel like they were leaning heavy on the heavy ass accents and the like you know, interesting like hair choices and stuff. I also understand that they worked at a hair salon, so that might have been it. But like, I don't know. It just like it kind of rubbed me the wrong way because it just I felt like it fed into a very st- very stereotypical idea, like of an outsider's perspective. But I mean, I don't that know. could. I mean, I think that that can be said of everything. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that could be said of this whole movie entirely. Right. If somebody is upset at Definitely. the art of it. Right. Like they could say that about everything. They could say that about Usnavi, his name, first of all. Right. The fact that it was a bodega and not anything else. Right. Yeah. Right. So I yeah. think that I see that perspective. I think it for me, it was more of, of a beautiful celebration of culture. And when I thought about mm-hmm. the hair salon and, you know, when I watched it myself, having grown up in the Heights and in the Bronx, I thought about my time at the hair salon and what that woman represented, Milagros, the woman that used to do my hair, you know? So that's what mm-hmm. I thought about. I thought less about the tawdriness and all of it and all like the showy mm-hmm. stuff. I think what they were trying to say is that like, historically and stereotypically you can say because of what you know right because stereotypes come from a fact somewhere um mm. they're like gossip central which are barbershop oh yeah too, right? for so sure like, right? yeah like, it was like the gossip i mean thing, i definitely also like a family and also like she was yeah. like the mom you know like I think it it definitely wasn't anything to do with the characters themselves or like what they portrayed because I I really enjoyed that hair salon like that's that number like I thought it was so cute and also I the two others the sidekicks the one from um, Orange is the New Black and Stephanie Beatrice who's from Brooklyn Nine Nine who I'm obsessed with I know she's, she's also so awesome right now. she's like she's I don't so think Spanish what does that mean. <laughs> 
Yeah, which also <laughs> like so I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, so um, there's always that one though. There's always the one that's like super mixed. It's probably gonna be my daughter. Super mixed. Obviously, is <laughs> Hispanic. Isn't with the crowd, but doesn't speak Spanish. She's like, I right, don't right. know. <laughs> yeah, it's like I can get. Estoy, by, like, estoy muy excited. Excited. <laughs> it's so true it's so true and it does honestly as somebody who is uh latina who grew up speaking zero spanish i I was like this shit really hit home for me (laughs) and also that was another thing i felt like i know that there's been a lot of um backlash um and rightfully so that you know a lot of people felt like there weren't enough afro latinos represented in the movie itself like a very you know whitewashed um ideation of you know of the whole story in general but personally as I was watching I was just like I don't remember any especially again I would grow up in a white household so I didn't really grow up around any type of representation anytime I saw anybody with like brown hair I just equated me to them like that's like you know so to know that like there was a whole large cast about Latinos I was in like in New York. I was like, man, if I was like 10 years old watching this, I would be hype. Like there's no I mean, I was already hype, but like there's no way that I would have let my parents stop listening to this music. Like I would have been lit in my house running around. And I feel like, you know, we're we're getting there. It's still hard. Like for some reason, it's just representation is still very much lacking. But for me, it felt like I was like, shit, I've never seen this, something like this, nothing this big where people were like really excited for its release or anything like that. Like certainly not in musical form either. Like, honestly, you know, I know. And a musical at that, which is just so perfect because I mean, you know, when you think of the Caribbean and Hispanic culture, I think about music immediately, merengue, bachata, salsa, you know, like that's what you think about. And so I, the songs were also just so beautifully done. They even did boleros, you know, I Mm -hmm. think that all of the storylines were so beautifully done. You're so right about, you know, the representation matters. I put them, the movie on selfishly to myself because I wanted to watch it so we can talk about it and because I wanted to watch it so that then I can watch it later with my kids when they're older and tell them which parts mm-hmm. I really want them to pay oh, Really focus right here. Listen, listen to this okay. part, you know? <laughs> um, so I'll probably watch it a few more times because mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think for me, it was so amazing to even see this many cast of Hispanic people, just the abuelita, you know, tell their story and on the big screen like that. It was just so cool. I also was, um, before I turned it on, I was like, let me see what Rotten Tomatoes has to say about this movie. <laughs> Oh, yeah. To (laughs) mentally prepare myself because, you know, Selena on Netflix got so much backlash and I was so disappointed that I didn't even watch season one. The show. Yeah, the series Mm. that Netflix Mm -hmm. did. And so I was like, let me just mentally prepare for In the Heights. And then when I saw it got 97%, I was like, oh, shit, let me find out. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It did not disappoint. It definitely should have gotten 100%, maybe 99%. I was (laughs) bummed that the Piraguero, so Lin-Manuel Miranda, didn't like – 
come back around at the end of the movie and actually have won the lottery. Oh, that would have been cute, but you know, still somebody nice won. So that was good. Yeah, but I actually was so thankful that women Manuel wasn't like a huge um singer in this because I do not I'm not a fan of his voice Aww. like watching Hamilton I actually like skip a lot of his I know I mean listen it's no shade he sings better than me but like I just feel like again especially in like Hamilton that cast fucking showed out so it's just so hard to like so I just appreciated that he kind of like he was like I'm gonna make an appearance but I'm gonna let other people like really take you know take and use their this moment to shine because there's so much other great talent out there. Um, and obviously he's so brilliant. Like, I mean, he's a freaking genius for writing all of this. Yeah. So it's no shade to him. No, I'm yeah. Just, no, yeah, I agree. I think he's a genius. I do like his voice, actually. I don't <laughs> mind it. I liked all of his songs. I liked all of his cameos. I do wish there was more of him. I wanted to learn more about the Piraguero sto mm. story because they also have fascinating storylines, you know? Like, right. I also loved how diverse the storylines were. Like, the abuelita was from Cuba. The family was from Puerto Rico. Navi was from the Dominican Republic. Where was Benny from? I can't remember now. Sonny was the undocumented immigrant, you know, the dreamer. Oh, my goodness. So that was just like just all of it. I was, you know, just so good. All of it was so good. Okay, so what was your favorite song and why? Favorite song? Oh, my gosh. It's definitely tied. But I feel like, honestly, the... um the hairdresser song, like when they were in the salon just because it was so catchy. And again, it's like the gossipy stuff where they're like, Oh, I heard that so-and-so um, that Benny basically had like, you know, and she was, um, and the girl was like, wait, what did you hear? You know, like, I just like songs like that <laughs> for some reason that are just, it just was very fun and playful and like, just really represented like a fun time. Maybe it's cause I haven't been in like a legit hair salon. And so <laughs> <laughs> like the well, the ones I go to are just it's one person now because COVID, you know. So <laughs> my how about yours? favorite song was the the what would you do if you won the lottery mm -hmm. song where they go yeah. into the pool. I love that. The coordination that must it must have taken to do all of that in the water uh, when they were what oh my god, I loved everything. And then they did the voiceover, everyone singing on top of each other. Everyone saw, oh my God, everything was just so beautiful. The colors, everything. I just remember just loving every single thing about mm -hmm. just how it all looked. I can't tell you the words. It all looked and sounded beautiful. It was yeah. just, yeah. wow. That was definitely tied for number two for me. Um, and fun fact, girl, did you know that this took three days? That took them three days to shoot and, you know, it was supposed to be on the hottest day and it actually was thunderstorming the entire, not the entire time, but for a majority, that's why it took them so long because they had to keep stopping because obviously it's like people and equipment and stuff. So they had to Did stop. Did they do it at Highbridge? I actually couldn't find the location. I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. But that's awesome. Yeah. That's I know. Awesome. I, that's, all I also think about is 
again, not a performer over here, but how dope would it be to be in the background of that? Right. To just do a little something. Just to be like, like an I extra. I just want to be in an ensemble. An yeah, extra. I actually don't even need to do, I'm like, just have me hold one of these bubble tube things up just real quick or like just walk in the background. I would be totally okay with that Makes just sense. to be around the energy. I'd be a body double. You want me to show my yeah. butt cheeks <laughs> just from behind? Yeah, I'd be her body double. <laughs> Who will know? No one will know. They don't have Your know. mom will know. No one will know. <laughs> How will they know? Yeah. How would they know? <laughs> oh, it's so great. Yeah, I definitely do also want to watch it, watch it again. And the one thing I was going to say real quick was you were mentioning just all the different stories that they touched upon. Again, why representation is so important because we rarely get these movies. So there's just like so many stories to be told that are so important to the fabric of this country and, and for, um, like, the history. And even just for validation, you know, like mm-hmm. I think I shared with you a few weeks ago that I read an article that by the age of four already kids are like whitewashed where they've only seen all these white people on media in their books, you know, and on the street, on the billboards, in the newspaper that they themselves see white as better and want to be that, Mm -hmm. you know, so like, it's just so important for them to see other things and just what themselves could be feeling and seeing and things that look like them. So just, it's just hit so close to home. Um, Mm -hmm. I was also thinking about, sorry, I was looking at my notes. When you, the, when we were talking about the song, sorry, just now, my second mm-hmm. favorite song is Carnaval del Barrio, when the hair salon ladies were leaving. And she's like, where the hell is everybody? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they did the Carnaval del Barrio. Oh, my God. Alza la yeah. bandera. What a beautiful song. Just all of it. Just, again, the representation. That's what, that's what I thought about. Just tying it back to mm-hmm. that. It was so good. Just like. What this if this would have existed in the 90s, who, uh, you know, who knows how many more of these movies we would have had because there would have been little boys and girls in the Bronx and the Heights already seeing that there there are millions more like them and that they matter, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's just I'm getting just emotional thinking about it now because it it's such a big gap that we didn't even know existed Mm -hmm. because you don't know what you don't know, you know. Right. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you no, we don't. We don't know anything. We don't know, which is, yeah, why it's so important to get these stories told. So, yeah, I hope it opens like so many more doors. And especially since it was like a fun, a fun musical. And um, hopefully we get a lot more. Yeah, me too. I will say I was disappointed with the ending because I always envision musicals having like really happy fairy tale endings. Um, so I really thought that it would end with him, you know, actually retiring back and then her moving with him in the Dominican, but that's not real life. And I should have known that because that's not what happened to my own life. Right. Or like my families and the people that this story represents, but I was just so enamored with the story and I wanted him to win so bad. And I wanted his sueñito to come true so bad. (laughs) And then he realized that he had a new sueñito. So it, it was interesting how that just like, you know, there's a whole generation out there like that right now, how they had to move away from their own parents' sueños because they had to live their own life and what mattered mm-hmm. to them the most. So 
It was just yeah, so. And I, I should have known it was Lynn Manuel, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> should have known. I know it, all of it was like catching me off guard, like the little you know pieces here and there. Um, like when the little girl called him dad, and I was like, wait, okay, so who is he you know obviously i would think that he's gonna end up with this girl but like what if that's because i think i was also like on edge you know or like just like highly aware like okay but this might not you know we think that it's gonna end this way but why we're i honestly didn't see them staying in yes <laughs> i did not see that. them i didn't foresee them staying in new york but you know again as it was all unfolding um it was uh it was uh it was great. I thought it was a nice, yeah, nice ending. So happy ending. Yeah. Just not well, just not good. the not the big dream. No, my favorite cameo was obviously Mark Anthony. Wow. Girl, did you know that he that role wasn't in the original show? They wrote that in. Very good. Very good. Yeah. He also got, that caught me by surprise too. I sat up like, is that Mark? Is that Mark Anthony? I was like, yo, the casting is on point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, a fun girl, did you know? Apparently, I missed this episode, I think, but Lin-Manuel has made an appearance in Brooklyn Nine-Nine with Stephanie Beatrice is obviously in. So I thought that was fun, too, that they have actually, like, he appeared in that show that she's yeah i must have missed that too huh. yeah to did you back. watch girl yeah did you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? i fell off a little we can talk about that at a different time um but yeah so many fun i like you know i don't know enough about the show's history itself but i love looking at those random like i know i'm sure buzzfeed will put out a list a little like what do they call them little easter eggs that like people put in and you know as a reference of other projects that they've worked on or other, you know, things that, you know, you should be paying attention to that you might have missed the first time around. So I always love those because I'm not that observant. Me neither. I'm definitely going to go back and <laughs> like, uh, and tr try and track that one down and we'll have that ready for next time. That's so funny. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so the last thing on here is whose storyline did you like the most and why? Ooh. This is a great question. I was right? expecting this one. Oh my gosh. Can you go first? Sure. I think I already <laughs> said this, obviously. I really loved Nina's storyline the most. Obviously, I empathized mm -hmm. with it and I could relate to it the most. I felt like, you know, her like struggle of like self-identity and her worth was so close to home for like the things mm. that I struggled with when I went to Canisius. Like I had never been around that many white people in my life. Mm -hmm. And every time someone, you know, met me, they'd see this Hispanic girl and I'd say I'm from the Bronx and they'd always say like JLo. Cause that's like the oh, only really? Hispanic person they knew that was from New mm -hmm. York city, you know? So it was yeah. like, yeah, sure, like J-Lo, you know, because, like, um, first, I don't care about we, educating you, one, yeah. and also it wasn't a slight to 18-year-old me, but now, mm -hmm. if I could talk to 18-year-old me, 
Yeah. I would wake her ass up, you know? And so little comments like that, that really shape your thinking and Mm -hmm. subconsciously, you know, make you react and act a certain way that maybe you wouldn't have if you had your community or somebody that you felt comfortable enough to say those things to, you know, and, and go back differently. So I was really happy and excited for Nina's character. I hope that it touched like at least a generation of folks that may be experiencing that now Um, because that shit is real. Like I, you know, my mom is like your complexion and Mm -hmm. I'm brown. My dad is super dark. So even growing up, I struggled because people- A lot of people that I knew, like it was definitely- we weren't the first people to go to college. So like, I remember knowing that about you and like, it was like this whole new, whole new world, like opened up on like information and knowledge that just like, I felt like, you know, I felt like I learned so much just from like, just knowing you. And, um, but I definitely understand like now again, in retrospect, like how, ignorant people can be without knowing that they're being ignorant. Like people just want to relate to you in any way that they can. And so they just spill out something that they think that is relatable. And you're like, I have literally no identity, like other than the fact that like, yeah, I'm a girl and I grew up in the Bronx. Like I have nothing else to do with J-Lo. Like Like, nothing. She was, she's 10 years older than me at minimum, okay? (laughs) At minimum, 10 years older than me. And like, we literally have nothing in common. Maybe that we both went to an all girls high school as well, but she went to law school, dropped out. She was a dancer. She can sing. She's 50 and looks 20. I'm 30 and look 50. Like we have nothing (laughs) in common, okay? Like nothing. She's she's Puerto Rican and she's Puerto Rican. I'm Dominican and Ecuadorian. Right. (laughs) Two very different. We're just not the same. And no two backgrounds culturally, um, you know, even genetically are the same story. You know, like we're not we're not all the same. But you hit it in the nail. So that transition was so perfect. You said that, you know, people just want to look for ways to relate to you. And sometimes those, Mm -hmm. you know, an ignorant comment is made and sometimes malicious comments are made. But Mm. I want to bring that back to this movie. So, you know, this movie was made and it was a beautiful celebration of Washington Heights and the Dominicans and the Hispanics and the Puerto Ricans and the Caribbeans that live in Washington Heights and how they live their beautiful lives. However, what it is not is a representation of how all Hispanics in America Mm -hmm. are and have lived their life. And I say that to say that we need to take the time to also educate some of our friends who are unaware of that, that if you know a Hispanic friend that lives outside of New York City, don't ask them how they feel about it. And the Heights automatically assume that they can relate to it. Right. Right. Please. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, that's so true. And I think, again, yeah, people just they're, you know, they want to relate. And this was a great micro insight into what some people and again this is one person's ideation or not even ideation but like his story it was surface. that's not it even was surface it was very much surface surface. level yes 
And again, the whole thing about how there were so many different stories that were touched because so one of the storylines that I really appreciated was um, Abuela's because, you know, in the story or the song that she's saying about, you know, coming from Cuba and how hard she worked and, um, you know, people automatically start telling you, you have to act like this, you have to speak like this, and you have to work like crazy hard hours just to make a living wage. And barely, if then, like you're not really making a living wage because, oh, you don't speak English well enough, or you're, you don't seem educated enough because you're from a different country. Meanwhile, there's people who have gotten degrees in their, in their, you know, in their home, in their homes, and now come here to a new home to start a new life. And they're being looked down upon just because they're different, which is actually the whole whatever we can in the whole bullshit of America sometimes. But like that really resonated with me. Um, and again, like I do think about how much I've learned over the over the years. Um, and I think especially obviously knowing you and how hard your mom has worked for you and your family and your dad and just like over time, especially again, being in New York, you see how hard these people work um, and the effort that they put in to just even speak our language that people are requiring them to speak. Meanwhile, OK, so now they're speaking at least two languages and America, the majority of like Americans can barely speak English, you know. So I felt like that story just like I when I was watching it, I just felt like I hope that people who have never heard a story like this before are listening like not just that they're watching it and appreciating it for the visual beauty I hope that they're actually listening to the story that she's telling and trying to give some sort of empathy to be like wow imagine if I had to leave where I'm from go to a whole new country learn a whole new language a whole new way of life and try to make a living and like just provide for myself, my family, my loved ones. How hard could that be? Like try to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Cause that's something that's obviously missing from a lot of people's perspectives is they've just never heard anything like that. I think that's wild, but I know that it's facts. I agree a thousand percent. It's funny that when you said that I'm reminded of Reese Witherspoon's tweet about in the Heights. She tweeted like, what a beautiful movie, watched it with my kids and like something else. But it was just like so surface and like, mm. I just the like, again, it's like, yeah, it is a beautiful celebration of a Hispanic heritage and what it means to grow up in little Dominican Republic, which is what they call Washington Heights, you know, like, mm -hmm. so I don't. I don't know. I, I have a lot of mixed feelings of it. And I know a lot of my friends have mixed feelings of it, too, because a lot of my friends are also from the Bronx or in the Heights, you know, so I don't I, I want to take it for what it is. And it was beautiful. It was a gorgeous reminder. I found myself crying and tearing up so many times because it's like, again, it's so close to home. So I hope that my people, when they're watching it, they take it for what it is. And it's like a glimpse inside of these complex, beautiful stories and that more and more and more and more of them are being told. A hundred percent. Those are my two I cents. Agree. No, I agree. So that was a movie and a show that we watched. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah. And it's summertime. So we're outside more and we're not inside as much. But girl, 
I am still watching TV because it's my me time right now. I love me some good TV. So besides <laughs> rewatching Friends and Grey's Anatomy, what else are you watching? So I did just wrap up Pose um, on FX, which ended after three seasons. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Pose or know anything about Pose, but I highly, highly recommend it. Give me the elevator pitch. Elevator pitch is about the LGBTQIA plus community starting around like the 80s and the families and well, I would actually say the friendships that turn into families um, that are so necessary in so many people's lives that just don't have the actual family that they came into this world with. Okay. Um, and so, so for me, so they just wrapped the whole series. You just finished it. Yeah. The whole series. And how was very it? Sad. It was a sad ending. I loved it. It was a very positive ending. Actually, I think they actually did a great job of, you know, they left a lot of things open for interpretation, but in a space where you knew that these characters were doing all right. Um, I think that's one of the things that I really loved about the show, similarly to how I feel about all of my shows. I just get very attached to these characters, but um, their storylines were very compelling and I think they did a good job for a lot of the main characters in terms of like development and understanding who these characters are what they've been through and um you know what's kind of life to come for them um so it was it was happy sad I was mostly sad because I just don't like when any show I like is ending especially one that's so well done like Pose um I think it gave me again you know, talk about a sliver of a glimpse of um, a life that I have no idea about. I think it was pretty educational for myself, but just, you know, again, a very small tidbit of um, of a piece of life that I just don't, I, I don't know. So I thought it was well done. I would highly recommend. Okay, well, I don't know, three seasons, oh, it's a commitment. Maybe if, I don't know, we'll see, one day. <laughs> one day, yeah. We'll Maybe. see, I mean, I did start Game of Thrones when it was three seasons in. So see? maybe we can get back on that. So maybe this winter I'll drop some pose dimes for you. Um, yes. And be like, see, I'm gonna watch re-watch. that. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, so we are super, and by we, I mean my husband and I, because mm-hmm. at night, you know, when you have two kids, your alone time is very limited. And my alone time <laughs> is spent watching the things that I want to watch by myself and then talk about them with you, my girlfriend, my best friend. <laughs> so, um, together we like to watch TV and, one of the things we like to do together is watch TV. And <laughs> we love those Marvel series, you know, the whole mm-hmm. DC comics and Marvel superhero things. And Disney Plus just came out with Loki's miniseries. And mm-hmm. then his first episode dropped last week. That was like an hour long. So that's like a mini movie. So that's what I had time to watch. Took us two nights to watch that. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> I know. It I love when I talk, talk to you. To watch yeah. In the Heights. <laughs> 
four sittings to watch in the Heights. It was a two and a half hour movie. It took me four sittings. So meanwhile, your daughter will have Boana on first thing in the morning and let that shit play through and maybe watch again in the afternoon. (laughs) And it's just playing through. No one's in the room. It's just playing through. My son's crying because they hear it in the next room. And it's and it's great. Meanwhile, I'm like, okay, so I paused it at what time? Because I know, I know, I walked I gotta away, get back and then I came here. back and paused it. Wait, let's go back. I don't remember the song. Mm-hmm. That, so that was how. And then I had to add subtitles because I kept, you know. So. Oh my gosh, I did want to add subtitles at one part. Sometimes I can't figure the subtitles out. Like, well, I whatever. added subtitles in the very beginning because I couldn't understand what his name was, and then they talked about his name, and then I took the subtitles off, and then. They were at the hair salon and I couldn't understand what they were saying. So it's like, okay, subtitles on the whole time because this is just, yeah, <laughs> this is just too much. So, um, sorry. Mm. So we watched Loki. Loki was really good. Okay. So he isn't even. So I will confess, I love these Marvel DC Comics movies, but those movies are also two and a half to three hour long movies. The last Justice mm-hmm. League was like a four and a half hour movie. I didn't watch that. And so what? truthfully, I haven't watched like Thor. You know, that's one of the Hemsworth brothers. He plays the oh, okay, Thor guy okay. with the hammer. I haven't watched okay. his movies, but Loki uh-huh. is his evil brother. And oh. you know I'm all for an anti-hero. So I'm really <laughs> into him because he's like this dark, confused selfish, egotistical, bruised, like second child, not wanted, you know, like, so he's got his own like mental shit he's dealing. So I really like where they're going with him because I don't know if they're sticking to the comic books or not, but Mm -hmm. Owen Wilson's in it. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know. So it was like a really good crossover. I felt like it's Hollywood meets Marvel right now. Interesting. Yeah, I know. Sometimes I think about getting into Marvel, but it just doesn't. It doesn't call to me. <laughs> it's because you Panther, don't believe in magic. Marvel? It's because you don't believe in magic. I believe in Harry Potter. You believe in witchcraft. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> you know what is wild? Sometimes, like on TikTok, things will come up that are around witchcraft, and I'm like, no, 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 not today, Satan, not today, not today. <laughs> You're not gonna get me tied up in this, no. <laughs> but Harry Potter, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> give Sorry, me a wand, I couldn't miss an cake. opportunity. I mean, is there a difference? <laughs> Wizard, you, you, you believe in wizardry? <laughs> Nope, they definitely, that's magic. (laughs) (laughs) It's just different, okay? It's just different. I don't know why you don't believe in make-believe, but honestly, I think it's all real. If we've imagined it and we can already not explain these UFOs, we definitely have some type of power, but I digress. We can edit all this out later. Yeah. (laughs) But seriously, like. All right, well, so, girl... Do you have any, besides, I know you like Loki, but is there anything else you think I should watch? Mm, yes. I think you should watch The Woman in the Window with oh, okay. Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. It's a thriller. Um, If you're feeling super brave, The Conjuring 2 just came out. Absolutely not. That's, again, a hard pass. <laughs> And we're going to try and watch that. 
we actually already started it and it's okay it's not i mean if you believe in that stuff it's really scary but if you take it for a movie then it's not that scary I'm really into thrillers, uh, no. but I can yeah. I can only watch thrillers during the day. So these are like our midday watches. <laughs> Snack time. <laughs> On my phone. Snack time. Well, watch. My kid watches Blue's Clues. Yeah, <laughs> I just have the conjuring on on my on my phone. No big deal. No big deal. And then tomorrow, no, Saturday, Netflix drops Fatherhood. So I'm definitely going to try and give that a shot. Oh, with Kevin Hart. that's timely. Mm-hmm. 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 So you should definitely watch that. We can chat about that. All right. Well, I appreciate your um, your suggestions i do not think i'm gonna watch the conjuring i think i can watch the woman in the window but again it's it's gonna be in the daytime yeah give it a but shot. girl yeah we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes but girl you should watch good on paper Ooh, that looks hilarious it's coming out on netflix soon okay um also you should watch mayor of easton Oh, I heard about that one with Kate Winslet. Winslet. Yes. Good old Rose Dawson. She's making a comeback. Okay. What is, is this a mini series? What is this? Yeah. Mary of Easton is a mini series. It's only like a few episodes, but it's on, yeah. HBO. Is that on HBO Max or Amazon? HBO, I think. Can't even keep track. I think Um, it's HBO. We have too many subscriptions. I know. I agree. Everybody, honestly, I'm waiting for um, them to just start bundling. But it's seven episodes. <laughs> okay. So I think that'll be, I think that'll be good. Mm, is it like a girly show, you think? Or could I convince my no. husband to watch it? It's like a thriller. Oh, I like thrillers. Okay. And you watched it already? Cool, yeah. I actually did not. It's on my list. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's watch Maravison. Okay. I'm excited mm-hmm. about that. There was another one on HBO that I started but never finished, and it was also a thriller. Um, but we'll save that one because this is too many thrillers. I really want to push the Upshaws on Netflix as well with Mike Epps and Wanda Sykes. Hilarious. Netflix really? has some funny bangers. They also have another one called Bad Trip. Oh, my God. So funny. It's like if Punked was a movie <laughs> – and not on celebrities, but on like everyday people. Oh no! It's so good. Well, that gives but me secondhand like, embarrassment. It's not like like punk. It's like the the cast doing silly stuff. Oh, and Tiffany Haddish is in it. Oh my god, it's so good. Bad trip on Netflix. Hilarious, and it's only like an hour long. Okay, interesting. It's a good All laugh right. for we'll sure. It's a silly it. laugh if you're feeling silly. Like when you're All delirious right. from your third cup of coffee in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh, yeah. I experience oh, okay. that often. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, no. That's a you, a you, um, a you situation. <laughs> I wish I could be there, though, for that. Just to me. Okay. Well, girl, thanks so much for chatting it up with me and letting me vent to you about my feelings about representation and the heights and good old Ellen Pompeo. I can't wait to see her season 18. You go girl. 
of course i had so much fun and yeah we'll figure out um or we have lots to watch both of us in the next uh two weeks yeah let's hope for some rainy days ahead (laughs) i know seriously (laughs) all right right. love you love you bye bye